Today in our metta practice, we'll be continuing with the first three metta muses, self, uh, benefactor, and friend. (coughs) And we'll also be introducing a further way of practicing metta that I think we've named at times but haven't uh, given instructions for, and that is, can be called uh, radiating metta. This is a little more body-based and energetically based. And I'll say a little bit about the radiating metta, and then we'll uh, practice, as we've been practicing so far, Uh, particularly with where the metta flows the easiest, where the metta is most accessible, maybe for about uh, 10 or 12 minutes in the session to build up the metta. And then we'll work with uh, a guided practice to explore the radiating metta. Some of us may find that we gravitate to the radiating metta Uh, more than to the work with phrases, uh, or may find that it's a a very useful uh, complement. And so I wanted to introduce this. Um, Historically, the practice of metta with phrases probably dates from about 1500 years ago and was uh, consolidated in the work of Buddhaghosa text called The Path of Purification from the, uh, again, from about the fifth century of the Common Era. We don't have uh, evidence really that the Buddha taught metta by having people express phrases or even by directing the metta to self, benefactor, friend, and so forth. But the main way that the metta has come really to the West, and I think particularly from from Burma, is in this uh, way of practicing metta with phrases and distinct beings that one brings it to. And, you know, it's the main way I've practiced, and it certainly is a wonderful practice and can build build a very, very strong metta. Um, For many of us, as the... As the practice deepens, I think I mentioned this some in the talk, the phrases sometimes go a little bit more in the background and the feeling of metta becomes stronger and more dominant. And for some people, the phrases actually drop away at a certain point and there's mostly just that sense of metta. The the phrases, again, are means to an end. They're not the... The end is not to be a good metaphrase sayer, <laughs> but rather the the uh, aim is to uh, have more metta, <laughs> right? And the phrases are a tool and a means. Uh, a number of people, including the uh, very influential teacher Analayo, who sometimes teaches here, has taught here, right, Nikki? Yeah, um, he. Um, he actually tells the story of growing up in Germany. I think he was a 
you know, rode motorcycles, did martial arts, and, and had a lot of anger in his system. And he tried the phrases and it didn't really work. It wasn't strong enough for his own stuff. <laughs> and later he uh, came across uh, a way of uh, working uh, to develop metta that was inspired by what he actually found in the uh, texts of the Buddha and has pointed to this uh, radiating metta as a for another form that for some can be can be helpful and this is a form that I personally uh, use as my main form of metta I actually join it uh, at times with the phrases they can actually go together so I'll say a little bit more about the radiating metta the basic idea is that you develop metta in the heart to the point where there's the energy is strong, where the energy of metta is strong. And we'll do that by practicing in the ways that we've been practicing the last few days, where the metta flows easiest. And we'll develop that. And then what one does is one has the metta in the heart and one gradually lets it radiate out in the different directions, left and right, in front and back, above and below. And in some of the texts, this goes into further directions, but we'll work with six directions. And you have a, have a sense of radiating out the metta. And if you read the text, you'll find passages. This is one of the passages. One abides, having suffused with a mind and heart of metta, one direction of the world, likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, and so above, below, around, and everywhere, and to all as to oneself, to all beings. One abides suffusing the entire universe with metta, with a mind and heart grown great, lofty, boundless, and free from enmity and ill will. And you find those passages quite often in the text. And again, the, the technique that we'll use will be, will be fairly simple. We'll develop the metta where it flows the easiest and we'll stay with that for a while. And then I'll come back and give a guided practice, which some of you probably have done. We do it sometimes in retreats where I'll take us in the different directions and take us gradually to beyond uh, beyond boundaries but beyond we'll go we'll have one boundary we'll have metta for example just filling the room and then we'll go further and then we'll go further and then we'll go further that's one way that one can have the sense of the metta radiating out in all directions and again it can be a little more body-based and um, can be without words uh, as well. So we wanted to offer this this morning. Okay. And if you're perfectly satisfied with the metta for phrases, and you've been doing that for a long time, um, we're not suggesting that you change, but just to offer this practice for some who um, might resonate with it. So we'll begin by 
continuing with the metta for benefactor or friend or possibly self where it flows the best. And if you want to, you could just stay with one of the categories or metamuses. You're the being who represents for you the benefactor or friend especially. And just be, we'll, be, we'll practice in that way for, for about 10 minutes or so.
I'd like now to lead a guided practice of one of the ways of developing a radiating form of metta practice. And later I'll mention uh, two other ways to do it. There are a few ways to practice this radiating metta. So first, feel the kind of radiating energy in the heart center, in the center of the chest. (coughs) Feel that energy of kindness and goodwill as a kind of energy in the heart area. And you may want to experiment some to see what helps you have that energy uh, presence. Maybe it would be initially to keep saying the phrases for a little while, or maybe you find that energy there now from having done the previous practice. And then let the energy of the heart, this goodwill, this kindness begin to radiate out to your left, to your right, in front, in back. You can almost imagine rays or beams of metta energy filling up this room above and below, filling up this hall, wishing well to everyone in this hall. May we be safe and happy and so forth. If it's helpful, you might occasionally say the phrase just to support the energy coming from the heart. Continually returning to that sense of radiating energy coming out from the heart Sometimes sensing those beams or those rays, left and right, front and back, above and below, filling up the space with the energy of metta, goodwill for everyone in this space. We find it helpful to continually come back to feel that heart energy in the center of the chest and feel those expanding rays or beams going in the six directions.
May we all be safe, be happy. May our lives unfold with ease. Then letting the expanding energy of metta go beyond the boundaries of the hall, filling up the space of the entire retreat center, including the redwoods, the other buildings, and all the different beings that are in this space, continuing continuing to radiate out from the heart in the six directions. And if it's helpful, again, using your phrases to support the energy of metta. Here we would say, may all beings in the space. And then you can use your phrases. Let the phrases be supportive. And some of us may not need the phrases, may feel the energy of metta filling up the space by itself. And then starting to go beyond the boundaries of the retreat center, going out in the six directions and filling up, extending, extending, filling up the entire extended Bay Area. The energy of metta meeting every being within this expanded space with the wish that they be well. Continually coming back to that sense of radiating out from the heart, the energy of metta, rays and beams in the six directions. And letting that sense of the radiating metta go yet further beyond this local geographical area. And filling up the entire continent, the energy of metta going continually in the six directions. Going beyond one boundary than another.
And now a sense of moving to the entire earth, the energy of metta going in all directions. radiating out from the heart. And now finally, letting the radiating energy of the heart go out in the six directions, now without limit in space. Left and right, front and back, above and below, the energy of metta going out in all directions, meeting all beings. with this wish that they be well, this kindness, this goodwill, radiating out in all directions without limit. And again, one way to practice would be to stay with this radiating energy and not use any phrases, just have the energy be the main lived experience. Another way would be to occasionally bring in the phrases as support. So we might sometimes if it supports the energy of metta, just sometimes to say, may all beings be safe and use one's phrases 
towards all beings. Do this a little more occasionally than we have been doing, more to support the energy. That's one way of doing it. A further way of practicing would be to establish the radiating metta as we've done. And then one can come back with the radiating energy being primary. And within that, offering one's wishes to individual beings like the benefactor, her friend. I, I practice like this a lot. I have the radiating metta established. And then within that, I bring the energy of metta to an individual being and you and typically use my phrases. So you might try that just for a little while. And now just come back to being present in the hall. Maybe staying with the energy of the heart, but letting that sense of the expansiveness be, be taken in. So we may feel the energy just of the metta just in the heart and just rest being present with one's body present just for a little while.
So this kind of practice uh, does um, correspond to, again, a number of the passages in the text to the the part of the Metta Sutta that we chanted last night where it says radiating kindness over the entire world, you know, upwards to the skies, (laughs) downwards to the depths, outwards and undounded. Well, this is, these are the instructions. (laughs) for that. And so it can be uh, it can be a practice which resonates for some people. And it connects also with the uh, qualities of metta often described in terms of being uh, limitless. For some of you know, in uh, the Tibetan tradition, metta is one of the immeasurables and connected with that sense of limitlessness and uh, boundlessness is often a a term used as well. And so for some people, it's a more accessible way of practicing metta. For many, the phrases work wonderfully. I, for me, both work. And like I say, I I use a, a little bit of a hybrid where I, where I, uh, establish the radiation, but then direct the attention to individual beings. So one can, one can do that. And if this didn't resonate, or your mind was somewhere else this morning, <laughs> which ha- can happen, um, that's fine. And we're we're giving multiple <coughs> instructions because we find that uh, different people resonate with. Uh, different in some of the different instructions. Can take a little bit of time if there are any questions about uh, our practice in general, anything that's come up, or what we just did, the practice, or anything related to the talk from last night. Yeah, please, uh, Vita, yeah. and I'll repeat the question. Oh, my personal phrase, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a little bit uh, uh, unclear what it really means. Does it mean may I become awakened? Um, per- it's 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 my oh. Repeat the question. I have a personal phrase. The first that I mentioned uh, for metta, may I rest in the awakened heart, and um, you know, phrases are. Um, for me, it, it's evocative. It calls forth something rather than having a precisely worked out meaning. Uh, and so the phrases tend to be evocative. For me, if I had to specify the meaning, it would be uh, that uh, uh, may, uh, may the awakened heart be there more and more and may it be, may be, be an easy place to abide, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. D- I hope that helps. <laughs> you're what you're welcome to to use it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm still a little bit confused because it looks like there is a difference between the heart and me. Somehow heart is awakened and then me comes and rests and without being awake. 
Um, find phrases which are not confusing. Um, and you can also uh, adjust it to make it work for you. If you liked, because I imagine you liked some part of it, but it wasn't totally clicking. So adjust it to make it work for you. No copyright. Okay, <laughs> please. Well, we're doing the radiating metal. Yeah. And the, um, the phrases fall away. Yeah. And you have the feeling. Yeah. Since we don't, oh, the qu repeat the question. Okay. The question in doing the radiating metta, the question is when we establish the sense of radiating, do we then bring forth the different phrases to have the different qualities of metta, that, you know, safety, health, and so forth? Is that, is that all correct? Okay. I, is that, did I get it correctly? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, we don't have uh, precise instructions on this from the Buddha. And so um, I'm giving some flexibility. I would say, again, um, metta, maybe more than mindfulness practice, can involve the creativity to see what works for you and brings out the sense of uh, strong energy. And so... We want, uh, we don't want it to be, we don't want the metta practice to involve too much thinking. That's why there's that simplicity of just staying with things. And some people suggest actually that the phrases be simple, not too lengthy. Uh, but I think that uh, if it worked, you know, like I, I find it helpful to have the radiating metta and then work with the individual phrases an individual being. So I have my different uh, dimensions of it. And it, the, it, um, the radiating metta is, a, is almost like a kind of samadhi practice because the energy can be strong at the heart and the sense of space can be strong. So it really can keep one there. And then you can do that which seems helpful. So I think I would experiment, but it'd be fine to uh, have, like I say, a kind of a hybrid of it, and I I use that uh, visualization of increasingly vast space, large space, which can be helpful if you can visualize that yourself. How many people found that that was actually helpful for them to have a sense of radiating, right? And so you can use you can use that and do that yourself if you wish. When after a while, when you get May, may take a little while when you get good at it. You can just have that be just with the intention, and you have a a good sense of space. Um, Analayo has a nice suggestion, which is that you get the energy going with the heart, and then you imagine that it's kind of contained and there are curtains on either side, and you lightly pull away the curtains and let the energy become more expansive. So it's not, we don't want to put too much effort into it. We let the radiation be, be um, energetic, but not too much straining. Okay, please. If you don't find the 
feeling of metta, can you still do the radiating? The instructions are usually to start when the feeling is there strongly. So I would stay with your other methods. Uh, and when you, when, you, when you establish the feeling of metta with some degree of stability, that would be a time for the radiating. I think that's the general instructions. But when we just did that with the instructions, did you have nonetheless a sense of metta developing? Or some? Yeah, so I think I would I would just stay with the previous instructions and and uh, wait till it has some degree of stability before you do that, which which will happen soon enough. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay, um, please. Yeah, uh, Shawnee. Yeah. Where it's getting. Exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. St- repeat the question. <laughs> Got it the last time. <laughs> okay. I get so excited by the question. I think. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. The question is in uh, doing the practice. Uh, it felt. It sounds like it was working, but it felt a little bit exhausting. And the question is, do we let it be maybe a little smaller? I think, I think you're right. You know, your instinct or your intuition sounds right. Um, if it feels exhausting, uh, relax some, um, make an adjustment so it's not so, so effortful, right? And, and it could be, and one could just uh, not try to have too big a space, right? You could, it's fine just to have a general sense of expansion, maybe that Maybe that feels like it's uh, just, you know, creating space around you, something like that. So I would work with that and you can have a little more expansion, but not to not to work too hard. If it feels effortful, then then pull back. Uh, yeah. It wasn't that it was effortful. It was that it felt like I was too emotional. Too emotional. I mean, I didn't feel like I was trying very hard. not trying so hard. Oh, yeah. So uh, really. Uh, correction really uh, of uh, the question that it was more that it was exhausting not in the sense of effort but more in the sense of of uh, a lot of emotion and a lot of sense of warmth and fullness I would uh, that that's one of the benefits of the practice you know we we uh, historically we've often done a version of that practice at the end of retreats and people would be would say, oh my God, this is so cool. Let me just stay here because uh, it can be can be very powerful, right? And so I would say that um, uh, if it's feeling like it's going over some limit where it where it feels like uh, overly intense, then just pull back a little bit, right? Make that internal adjustment so it it's not feeling a little bit uh, what. Uh, not leading you to be a little bit nervous. Can I handle this, et cetera? Yeah, and then, then it would gradually expand. Okay, I think last one, yeah, please. Um, I find visualizing very powerful yeah. and incredibly difficult to do. Yeah. The question <laughs> <laughs> is visualizing is hard, any tips? Um, 
visualizing doesn't work for everyone. You know, when, you know, we, when, when teachers uh, identify different kinds of learning, you know, visual learners are one kind of learning. So I'm a visual learner. And in fact, going to school, I had almost like a photographic memory at times, and it really helped with taking tests. You know, Vasco da Gama, 1486. <laughs> 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 Remember that? <laughs> but a lot of people don't. And, you know, that's why I gave the one further option that I gave was that of um, uh, the felt sense of the person in your presence. And so there can be a few different ways. So is there some way that you can that you can bring a sense of the being into your mind the visualization is one way the felt sense if you're in the same space with the person would be another it could be maybe you just have you just reflect for one or two seconds or something and bring uh, bring a story to mind or something you know something that would that would tend to evoke without getting to evoke the sense of the person without being too wordy. Does that, does that get at it? Yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs>